You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. It's competition time, everyone. Elaine, Chris and I wanted to give you, the listeners, a chance to win some fantastic prizes. All you need to do is like or follow one of our social media pages. It's go underscore fish marketing. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. And you also need to give us a review on Apple or on Facebook. What the prize is, Chris? The winner will receive free entry to my next LinkedIn masterclass. The winner is going to get free access to my online program, 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions. Funky Vibes will be giving a voucher worth £100 for any website developments or graphic design. There is a deadline for entering the competition. You need to make sure you've done it by the 31st of May. Winners will be drawn at random on the first show after the competition closes, so you need to stay tuned to find out whether or not you're the lucky winner. Good luck, guys. Hi everyone, it's Little Old Me, just doing a quick intro to explain that this show was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic. Now we delayed release of the show to cover some more relevant content, which of course related around the problems that businesses were going to face during the pandemic lockdown. So forgive us if there are elements of the show which are now slightly out of date. That's mainly relating to the news sections, of course, the rest of the show and the main topic that we're discussing is still very much relevant. So we hope you enjoy. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome to episode 8, welcome to episode 9, welcome to episode 10 of the Goldfish Marketing Podcast, (laughs) where each week we give you some marketing tips to help get the most out of your budget as a business, Uh, so hopefully you can make more money and more clients and just generally enjoy life a little bit more. Each week I have with me my fellow co-hosts, so we have Chris Rockford from My Marketing Guy, how are you doing pal? I'm pretty good, it's been a good week so far. Oh, yeah? Any particular reason? I stress the so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the eternal optimist over oh, there. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. He's a pint half full kind of a guy. Yeah. That's mainly because he drinks it that fast. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and we also have, you've heard her, she spoiled my introduction. It is the wonderful Elaine Atherton from To Sum It Up. Hi, oh, Elaine. Oh, well, hi, and thank you for that lovely introduction. Oh, you're very welcome. It's true. <laughs> and you are an eternal optimist. You try and balance Chris and I's more uh, realistic, pragmatic. <laughs> That's how we're going with it, isn't it, Chris? Pragmatic approach to life. Yes. Ah, uh, well, there we are. Do you know what? Some weeks it's just more of a challenge than others, isn't it? It's what a... being with us or just yes, being optimistic? Yes, being with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, it can be arranged. So, right, uh, order, everybody. Some quick housekeeping. You can find us on social media. It's go underscore fish marketing. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like the pages. You'll see some posts. We're going to start doing some tips on there, just as extra little um, Brucey bonuses on top of the show. You can also give us your comments, any thoughts. Um, Quite often we post to invite questions for our topics, so that would be really useful and helpful. Um, If... You don't want to do it via social media. You can send us an email. That's gofish at 
thepodstation.co.uk. For that, you might also want to ask for a bit of help or if we've missed a topic and you thought it would be useful to know about, that's always quite handy. I think that's about it, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So, sounds good. Um, Right, okay. So each week we cover a specific topic and this week we're going to be covering the starting of a new business and the kind of things that you need to know about and make sure you do. But before then, we try and cover some news topics that may be relevant to you and your business and your marketing strategy so that if you're aware of them, you can hopefully do something about it. Now, who has a new story this week? Who should we go to first? My favourite ad in... um... Uh, in 2019 was uh, for those who for those who know me well it'll come as a surprise but it it involved veganism and it was a very very effective campaign by Greg's who introduced a vegan sausage roll as you may recall yes and this was all fairly um, this was all fairly mundane until such time as the rather controversial Piers Morgan uh, decided that he'd have his say on this and he decided it was ridiculous and put it out on social media and hence the uh, the the twitter storm began and uh, and it became so high profile it hit the news <clears throat> it became high profile there were queues outside greg's for for their for the presumably from vegans or from um, maybe inquisitive pescatarians i don't oh, yeah. know but um, but yeah, that that was that was my my pick for probably the most effective campaign or series of uh, events probably that that led to the success of of the vegan sausage roll. Now, do we think that Greg's hired Piers Morgan to throw that match onto the pile of touch paper? Because that feels like a clickbait type of a comment. Uh, I don't. Oh, he, I don't he, he, he's clickbait. He's Mister Clickbait, isn't he? Mm. I think that was probably. I think that was probably him. You think he was just promoting himself? Yeah. And mm. if Greg's quite rightly got some promotion off the back of his yeah. idiotic comment, good for him. <laughs> then, he, he may well have a lifetime supply of vegan sausage well, rolls now. <laughs> I'd send him an enormous crate. <laughs> Well, I like that story. Uh, my story is that this week there has been launched Podcorn. That's P-O-D-C-O-R-N. Right. Do you see what they've done there? Do. Um, now, it's a marketplace where brands uh, can connect with podcasters to have a marketing campaign. So you will very shortly start hearing a couple of uh, cheeky ads on our show for some fabulous businesses that just so happens to be ours. <laughs> Um, but it, it when you, most people when they do podcasts are doing it for free and but there are costs associated with running a podcast so it's quite important for them that they're able to generate sponsorship by the same token and this is quite often a mistake that podcasters make is that they assume people are just going to give them money for nothing as dire straits would say and don't actually consider what benefits might be gained from those pod, uh, sorry from those sponsors mm-hmm or by those sponsors. So uh, Podcorn is intended to help brands who want to do sponsorships of podcasts become affiliated with and run advertising campaigns with shows that are complementary to or would be beneficial to their particular type of service. So I haven't had a chance to delve in and have a good look at it because it's only just launched. 
but I assume it will be filling in fields of what type of businesses and services you offer so that they can try and find something that ties in nicely with what they do. Uh, and it sounds a very good one now. If obviously you can't be an official sponsor of the Goldfish Marketing Podcast, which of course you are welcome to apply to be at goldfish at the podstation.co.uk hint hint <laughs> in the absence of that something like that might be really useful for your business because mm. um, it's said that 70 percent of the uk population now listen to at least one podcast a week mm. and yeah. that's increased by something like 25 percent over the last 12 months so yeah. it is a rapidly increasing mm. area of opportunity it's phenomenal growth it is isn't it no really impressed and it really sounds pod- Pop, pod pop, corn. Pop, Sorry, pod. Pod, yeah. pod corns. It, it sounds a great initiative. It does. Great name as well. It actually. is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. If, if you can remember it. I was going to say, it's, it's really memorable, yeah, to most people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, there is one final piece of news. We've left the, ba- less, we've left the best to last, oh, haven't yeah. we? Now, it may or may not have been mentioned previous to this, but uh, both Chris and I are finely tuned machines <laughs> and need to run on um, very specialist fuel in order to continue running at such a high level of incompetency. Um, <laughs> so we normally indulge in some donuts each show, do we not, Elaine? We do, we do, yes. Now, Chris is normally in charge of uh, securing... Said donuts, indeed, uh, and has done successfully, yes. with the exception yeah. of last week where he failed miserably. But we won't go into that. <laughs> um, and it seems that Chris has been spreading the love across the world. Mm. Um, so you've bought them from Tesco's, Marks and Spencer's, Co-op, and Sainsbury's. Yes. So yeah. we are sampling a wide variety. Now there was there was a, a question of the quality of one of those products, was there not Elaine? There was. It was the very underwhelming, I think would be fair to say. Not when I supplied it. No. Well no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That said, Chris, I don't think you actually make them. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he eats them and that's nearly the same. <laughs> yes. uh, now we we shall we mention the brand or should we should we keep we it neutral? We probably shouldn't, shouldn't no. we really. Um, mm. but however you did raise this issue with them, did you not? I did. You know, I I mean as doing what I do, I always say to my clients is, you know, would you rather get negative feedback and and have the um capacity to do something about it or would you rather somebody shared the bad news with someone else um, which people often do when they're happy with something so so in that uh, in that spirit I did send them via their customer service a little message um, saying that these were actually custard filled donuts which I was highly excited about because I do like custard as does Mark I second that I know so I thought, let's do something myself. <laughs> a little bit different so they were very underwhelming very underwhelming so anyway I did send them um, a little message and um, my my punchline I have to say which I was extremely proud of drum roll please they didn't quite cut the custard I know I'm sorry um, I was I was yeah that made me laugh for all of 10 minutes but anyway <laughs> uh, the point was um, they were very good at getting back to me 48 hours was the deadline and they did call me and uh, personally spoke to me and asked for all the details about bought them etc and and sent me a voucher um so so yes i was very impressed with the customer service um and they have duly gone off to find out why they weren't too standard really 
And we're actually mentioning that for a purpose because the customer service thing is probably the thing we wanted to highlight, which exactly. is they dealt with it in exactly the right way that you perhaps <laughs> would have wanted that to that sort of feedback to be given. Yes, and they, they you know, they took it in the best possible way that uh, I'm very appreciative that I take the time to, to tell them because obviously if you don't know that something's not right, you can't fix it, can you? So. No, no. So, all good. Um, very good. So, on that note, um, we are, well, rather, Chris and I have certainly de- decided, because um, we're greedy gannets, but Elaine's coming along for the ride. We're going to try and sample uh, the... Donuts, although there's a dispute over whether they should be raspberry or custard, we're, 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 yeah. we're happy with either, really. But we can mix and match. Oh. But oh. can you compare them when they're a different filling? That's the I question. I know, I know. I mean, do you get other things other than a custard and jam? I don't know. Lemon curd? Do they do lemon Ooh, curd? Oh, that'd be nice, yes. wouldn't it? But anyway. <laughs> so if, if, if you sell donuts and you are a local shop in the Wirral area, let us know, get in contact because we will we will quite happily sample yes. <laughs> and positively review, no doubt, uh, your products and wares. <laughs> 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 dash actions. So enough with enough with my gut. Um, let's move on to our topic for the week, which is new businesses and what you should be looking to do or not do when you're starting up uh, from scratch. Now, does anyone have anything in particular that they'd, they'd like to, to start with on this? Like where to start? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the uh, the best best place to start this, isn't it? Where do you start? It's because it's really quite overwhelming, isn't it? When you you start a business, you've got your your idea of your your product or your service that you're offering, and uh, and there you are thinking right now, I need to because you can't be a secret and a success. Uh, so you've now got to decide how you're going to get it out there. Um, so yeah, where do you start? And and if if I'm being honest, being the sales person here as well is this is for me part of your sales process which we we have had this debate haven't we um i think the the upshot is that it's really important whichever way you come at it is uh, you've got to know who you're solving this problem for who you're speaking to and and who who's going to uh, who you're going to help with an outcome that you know who's looking for the outcome that you can provide so it's all those things for me that you absolutely have to start with Interestingly, I have written an online program actually that um, covers all of that. But shameless plug. But um, that's that's where I would start is knowing who you're talking to because you can have this great thing, but if you don't know who's going to buy it and the impact it's going to have, and then you know you you're just like throwing it into the wind, isn't it really? So it is. Now I'll put a link to that shameless plug. <laughs> in the show notes so you can find it um chris would you agree with that then uh, b- before you start getting into the nuts and bolts of your marketing what elaine is essentially saying is what is your product 
is there a demand for it? So mm-hmm. before you start going down that road, is it worth making sure that it's viable to begin with? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's an awful lot to be done before you even think about marketing, isn't there? With the uh, And the target market is the most essential part of the whole package. I would, I would also recommend knowing your competition. Who are you up against? Mm. What's their price point? Uh, the knowing knowing the competition is it's a vital part of of the, the the whole background and establishing your background establishing your target market who's your competition what's your price point and that being the case can you make a living out of that is it feasible feasibility study before you actually start and we'll get into the the marketing hints and tips in a minute mm. but um, but are you going to make a living? What's what are you doing it for? Is it a lifestyle business or is it is it going to be a serious business that you want to grow? Those are some things that uh, that need establishing before the before the marketing starts. And I think that's I mean, it's great points in there, isn't it? The challenges, isn't it, for for people is because they think, well, who who do I speak to about it? You know, those things you said are all really relevant, aren't mm. they? But then here you are sitting on your own, perhaps thinking, oh, I want to do this. Who's going to help you with all those things? I think that's that's the key bit, isn't it? Yes. Knowing where you're going to get the support from, and also get the the right answers or the constructive answers, rather than you know your best friend saying, "Yeah, just go for it. I think it'd be great." You know, it's that sort yeah. of thing that's not really going to help us, isn't? Mm, interesting. What do you think, Mark? I don't completely agree with everyone mm. there. I, it's the bit people always. Well, it's the boring bit, isn't it? Just doing yeah. it. It's more of a business coaching suggestion, but just putting a basic cash flow forecast together mm. to know how many jobs you need each month to cover the overheads that you're going to have to pay, and then what money is going to be left over for you to pay your bills yeah. and to make a living from it, mm. and see. Firstly, what you need in order to achieve that goal and then start to put sort of a scaled plan of how you're going to get there and over what time scales because mm. you're not going to start on day one no. and start receiving the amount of work that you ultimately need to yeah. tick all of those boxes. It's going to be a gradual thing. So how, how long is gradual? Is there a way of speeding it up? But mm. if you are going to speed it up, this is ultimately where you your marketing strategy comes in because you're going to need that in order to mm. achieve those things, I would have said. That's the next step, isn't it, Mark, once you've uh, established who your who your client base is likely to be, what you're up against in the marketplace. It's then, it's then the strategy, and you mentioned it, budget. Do you have... Do you have some some budget to start putting together the the basic essentials that uh, that a marketing strategy will will need? And mm. I'm sure we'll touch on them in a minute. But yeah, um, website is uh, is probably the heart of it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. And one of the things that I often find that people don't do, and we've sort of covered it, but not given it a, a, a name, if you like, is their market research. It's that um, they sort of think, I, oh, that so-and-so, this will work for so-and-so, and, and yeah, they'll want this. Mm. And it's only when you actually speak to those people that you they might want your service but they might want it looking like you thought they wanted it if that makes sense and it's only when you're speaking to the right people that you really get to understand what it is they need rather than what you think they need all goes back to as i always say you've got to think like the buyer not mm. like the seller so market research is not something that people automatically 
think about doing really. And when you use the phrase market research, mm. what do you mean? Well, it's it's testing the water, is it? It's going out to potentially the people who you think you can help and um, get, spending some time with them. So you're testing the water. It's, it's who is your buyer and who's going to buy it. So if you've got this idea, is as it is, is it going to work for those people? So you've got to put it... You could do a trial. You know, I did a trial with this programme I've launched now. Another shameless plug. Um, and um, But you know, you, you've got to... Put it out there and whether you do it as a, um, a, you know, an introductory workshop or you do it as a bit of a forum, you do something that you are testing the content of whatever you have or your product, whatever that looks like. So so you're getting real feedback, not just feedback from people who know you and want to still remain on your Christmas card list. If we're, if we're talking about real startups, though, Elaine, you're mm-hmm. you're not a startup now, are you? I mean, you've been you, you've been established for some time. Yeah. You've got the confidence to uh, to put your your new product out there. It, it there's a there's a there's real reticence from a, a brand new startup to to have the have the confidence to do what you've just suggested it takes a special mm. sort of person and i'm not sure i'm not sure we could all do it i don't think i'd have been able to starting up uh, to, to to have the confidence to ask say a focus group or for them to tell you the truth i'm not sure i'd have been able to take the truth <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just think a skin than you. I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, going back to uh, a few podcasts ago, we, we we talked about a book called "Feel the Fear." There, there is fear in in, a, yeah. in, in no, launching right. that yeah. business, yeah. but it's it's feel the fear and do it anyway. I think yeah. that's the real na- title of the book, isn't it? It is. Uh, Elaine, when she started with, to sum it up, had some. Uh, accidental salespeople courses, and you invited me to come along yeah. as a, again right, as a yeah. tester. Yeah. And it was a real, and to be honest, I thought it was a really clever way of doing it because you're not paying for it, so there isn't that added expectation attached. So when you're giving people feedback on the course, you're not doing it from a I'm hacked off because I didn't think I got value for money. You're giving it as a genuine, mm. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to enjoy your product yes. either for free or at a reduced price. Mm. Um, and my return for doing that is giving you some pointers that might help address some of the things that might have been rolling around in my head. Yeah. And I would actually say that's a really good way about yeah, going yeah. through it. Mm. It's probably... Because you're going to get this feedback one way or another exactly. so, at some yeah. point. So getting it done when people aren't either paying or yeah. paying full whack, when they are going to be motivated to let you thoroughly know what they were dishappy or yeah. displeased about. Yeah. Um, dishappy is a good word. Dishappy, I like that. Should we, should we use that one, dishappy? I hereby trademark this. <laughs> Take note, it is yeah. three o'clock on. <laughs> and, it, and you know what? It goes just goes back to what we've said earlier, wasn't it? About the donuts, is you 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 know you need to know, don't you? If you yeah. if the negative, excuse me, negative stuff's there. You need to know what it is, and it's not. You know, let's face it. You you invite people along who potentially um, you sort of know, um, but they're they're potentially uh, the the idea is you you invite them. Or you get them together because they're people who could benefit from your product, or they know people who could benefit. So you, they they are a um, a chosen group of people. So they're not just random people who actually they would never choose this your product. So why on earth would you put them there? Because their their opinion's not going to be as valuable, is it? Because they think, well, it's not for me anyway. So you, you are sort of 
I know what Chris is saying, it could be scary, but actually I find, perhaps it's just me, I find those things really important and really take you, they can take you real steps forward. As much as, yeah, okay, sometimes you think, ah, that was awkward, I didn't, you know, see that coming. But equally, you are far better off knowing that from someone who's going to perhaps deliver that message in in a better way than someone who's paid Top whack, as Mark says, and and then gives that message in a not so nice way. So I think think these mm. are good suggestions from <clears throat> from our point of view. We're supplying information, really, aren't we? Yes. But what about what about the uh, the startup plumber or electrician? What one of the trades? How do they how do they break into the market? Well, again, uh, uh, perhaps it's worth mentioning one of my billion businesses I set up all at the same time because that's kind of the crazy guy I am um, so I, I I have a commercial drone business and we do an intro, we've done an introduce introductory fee introductory fee um, for all the various different types of, of work and applications that you have with the drone and that's actually because a lot of people don't understand how useful and how great this product is. Mm-hmm. So it gives me a dual benefit of, number one, I get into the types of businesses and doing the type of work that I want. Yep. Number two, they're more inclined to do it because they're not paying as as big a price as they would do if it was at the mm. full the full haul. Yeah. And, and three, you're building up a portfolio, so you might then have images and videos that you can show or include in brochures so that when you go out to get more work, so if you're a plumber or an electrician, mm-hmm. you can have examples of the work that you've done. You can have the logos of the businesses you've done work yes. for yeah. that adds credibility to you as a startup. Um, yeah. it, it might just help speed that increase in clients. Exactly, and testimonials and all of that. And, you know, that it is it's really important. And, you know, we all started with nothing I think that's the point, isn't it? Yes, when you start yeah. a business, you start with yeah. nothing. And how you get to 100, how quick you do it, some of it is very much dependent on on you. And, yeah, there's other factors involved. But, it, it, you, you, you know, you, you've got to take these things as running a business. You are, you have got to roll with some of it. And you're, you're, every day is a school day running a business, isn't it? Let's face it. Is it worth getting somebody in to help you with this marketing and uh, this marketing process? doing the analysis and the strategies because there's an a lot of one of the things I've learned when I've set up businesses there's quite a lot of hidden costs that you perhaps wouldn't have anticipated yeah, yeah. that once you've mm. set up say one business you're more familiar with but then as you set up another business in another area there's another couple of extra ones that mm. yeah perhaps hadn't thought might be uh, yeah. might exist yeah I think so I think um, you're very close to it, it's like um, I presume I've never done it, but it's, I presume it's like giving birth when you uh, when you, when you start. start <laughs> Go on, Chris. Steady from, on from from a male perspective. Let's let's compare childbirth. Well, 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 it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's you it, taking notes, Elaine? And you know what? I've taken my glasses off and really listening to this. <laughs> She's crying. Uh, it's it's a painful it's a painful process start starting a business. You can often often be very very close to it. So yes, having a third party um, t- helping. Yes. Pulling, pushing. <laughs> oh dear. 
uh, no, having having third party input, uh, very very useful from a, from a, all sorts of different points of view, because they will point out the uh, uh, same as uh, Elaine. You, you you're an experienced business person, mm. but you've asked for third party input uh, in terms of the, your your online course, shameless. Uh, uh, yes, I'm doing well today. Yeah, to- totally. Yeah, because you, you cannot be objective when you're sitting in the middle of it. You know, we could absolutely all try to be, you know, rationalise it, look at results and analyse it. But, you know, when you're asking yourself some questions, you're only ever going to come up with some of the, you know, the same answers in your head. So you you have to go to other people to for objectivity. Is that a word? But anyway, it is. It's a great right, word. We'll go with that. Um, so yes, I totally agree. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't have to be paid for um, feedback. You, I, I mentioned earlier, it can be exchange of services, can't it? Yes. You can, you yes. know, as you build your network of people, there are a lot more people who you can help, and they can help you. So you've decided that it is the business for you. It will make money, either because you've done a wholesome bit of research or else you might have already been in the industry and it might have been something you've been planning for a while. Yeah. What's next on the tick list? I have a list, so I'm interested to compare it to everybody else's. What's your next port of call? Um, Well, you have to be visible. You have to put yourself out there. Mm. And how you do that... Will will be will be down to you. But from a personal point of view, I approached it in in two ways. One was to, first of all, I, I on advice from from one of these third party uh, people, I developed a social media history before the before the company was actually launched, so that people were on day one, people wouldn't look at my uh, Facebook feed, Twitter feed, whatever, and think. Well, it's only started today. There, would, there was a two, three month history. So, so if you can, if you've got the time, while you're having that website built, develop a develop a social media history. So that was point number one. Put yourself out there on social media. And point number two was find some referral partners and find a suitable networking group for you. Explain the referral partner for someone who might not be familiar with that phrase. Okay, referral partners are the the sorts of people who can can feed you business, not just one piece of business, but multi um, uh, multi businesses. So it might be, uh, for instance, accountants work with a lot of businesses. They get into businesses. They know whether people are struggling on their sales or their marketing. In in various different areas, they know they know the background, and without being without giving anything away, they can refer you in. They can recommend you to to these clients, and um, hopefully by that stage, you know you know the account the relevant accountant, and they can refer you in there with confidence. So that would be those would be the first the first thing: the social media history and some strong a one strong referral partner. Brilliant. Mm. Elaine? Yeah, I mean, to, you know, obviously second what Chris has said there is, you know, getting yourself out there and, and deciding the best way to get yourself out there. I know we've talked about this in a, in a previous session, but it is about the people who you are going to help, where are they? <laughs> um, and I think that the, the bits that I sort of often get 
my head bash with is, is yeah, on behalf of other people, really, because they get into the place of, oh, well, everybody says I should be on this platform and that platform and do this and do that and do this. And, it, you know, it's so overwhelming that, you know, you've, you've really got to pull that right back and say, if I just did one or two places, it would be as effective as, as if I was doing 10. So you've got to, you know, who is it you're speaking to and where are they? So where are they hanging out, basically? What platform, what forum? And get yourself this sort of a bit of an array of things, if you like. So if you're going out physically networking, where's the best place to go? Um, so you're doing it in a, in, you know, a number of ways. You're doing the online stuff, you're doing the physical stuff. And then my third thing would be, you know, is, is collaborations because we, there are so many, you know, in my sort of, um, role, if you like, there's people that, like, obviously you marketing guys, you will deal with a lot of the same type of people as I deal with. So there are people who uh, you are working with the same client, if you like, or the same type of client. So, so you could potentially, um, you know, hook up with somebody, and that, and these can all just start with conversations. These things don't happen overnight, do they? You're, you're establishing your business. You might be out networking. You're chatting to somebody who started a business that sits really nicely with what you do. You're not doing the same thing, but you're actually servicing the same people, um, and those that's where those sort of things start, you know. And then you get to feel that oh, actually, I, I think we could help each other. So that is is really important. I. I probably didn't do that as early on as I could have done um you know maybe I just wasn't a, a, as aware of it but as soon as I did I really realized that actually this is this is really good because <laughs> we we like to help other people don't we a, yeah. a lot of the time so I think so that's that a worked. confidence thing as well isn't yeah. it Elaine it, yeah it's, true it's um it's having the confidence to to sit down with somebody and say look how can I help you how can you how can you help me how can we work together yeah. like, like the um the electrician with the with the builder you know it's yeah. an obvious fit isn't it and there are many others yeah now true to form i've gone a step back from where you guys have started because <laughs> uh, once you've decided you want to do a business you need to actually create that business don't you to begin ah. with and the first thing people normally start with is the name and this is normally where it all comes fundamentally untied and undone because people don't follow what I would call some simple step-by-step processes to make sure that the, the, the name which they choose will then allow them and their branding to flow to the point yeah, where you can perfect. start approaching referral partners to get themselves mm. some work. So the first thing I would do is come up with a name. But before you just come up with a name, when you've come up with some, go on on the interweb and check that somebody else hasn't already got that name. Yeah, so true. So yeah. what, what you're checking is um, go and find out whether the domain for that business name is available. Mm. Go on social media and see whether there's any business pages which already have that name. Uh, and if the answer is yes, then it's a waste of time getting that name because you're not going to have the domain, mm. you're going to have the Facebook pages, so you're going to end up having to call each of these things slightly different variations, which mm. makes it more difficult for you to find. Mm. It makes it look a little bit less professional as a result of doing that. So just do those simple checks. Yep. If you strike it lucky and you've got the name, buy the bloody domain name there and then. <laughs> yeah, true, so true. Get the domain um, and <clears throat> get some variations. So... Get the .coms, get the .co.uk's. If you're a shop, get the .shop. There's loads of quite unique yes. .something mm. or others at the end, so .company. Get those. If, if there's one that's relevant for 
that's particularly relevant for what you do. Get them all because someone could come along, find that available and buy it. And some people buy it because they want to use their own business, at which point you've got two businesses with a similar domain. So are you going to lose business that way? Mm. Um, And some people buy it deliberately so you don't own it. So they can Mm -hmm. sell it back to you for a substantial amount of money, which obviously creates a headache in its own right. Uh, So that's the first thing I'd do. Now, we mentioned this last week, didn't we, Chris? Uh, About once you've bought the domain... Make sure that you set up an email address that uses oh, that yes. domain. Absolutely, yes. Do yes. not do a, I don't know, whatever the name of your business, at gmail.com yeah. because it just looks ridiculous. And it's so easy because once you've bought the domain, you can set up an email address using that domain. Or if you want to go for an easy option, and I mentioned this last time, if you do G Suite, which is a, a Gmail for businesses, mm. and it's three ninety nine for each email address, you can... You can create a bespoke using your domain email address very quickly yeah. and very easily. And again, that just adds that bit of credibility, doesn't yeah, it? Totally yeah, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. The next one is your logo. Mm. Yep. Get your logo sorted, get your colors, get everything sorted. Uh, we went through this in the last podcast, so I won't bang on in too much detail about that. No, but for a startup, it's it's very, very important, isn't it, mm. to, to be happy with uh, and, and don't do it yourself. No, no, don't try and do it yourself. <laughs> do you know what? It is interesting listening to you because you think, I, I, I'm i going through my journey now as you're saying these things. You think, oh my God, yeah. It's some of the, the what appear or you think would be the smallest things to, to make decisions on. Oh my God, how much time do you spend on them? Some of the things like your company name, what you want your logo to look like. And it, they feel like quite draining, don't they? When you, when yeah. you look back and you think, oh, yeah, it took me ages to figure that out. Um, but the, but the, all these steps have all got to be covered, haven't they? So, in my experience, the name is probably the most time-consuming and yeah. tasking job to do. It's probably the least fun as well, if I'm being entirely honest, because it, it's so difficult to come up with something you're happy with. Yeah. Do you know what? Mine, mine was very quick. I mm. wanted um, I wanted my marketing man as my uh, as my company name, and I looked it up. To, did all the things you you suggested and it it, it was taken so i looked at alternatives the marketing man a marketing man and i came eventually my market yes any yes man (laughs) any marketing man um eventually my marketing guy nobody had got that and i couldn't believe that 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 hadn't gone so that and that that was all in the space of about half an hour but I do know, I've spoken to other people and, and they've agonised over their company yeah. name for ages. And, uh, well, you've you've done it more often than most, haven't you, Mark? So, yeah. you, were, so you, you would be the expert here. Yeah. I was just lucky. Yeah. It, sometimes it comes easily. Sometimes it's quite hard. Yeah. Once you find one that you're happy with and you know you'll be happy with it because it'll feel right. It is the feel right thing, isn't it? It's really important that, and it, it is It is definitely one of those things that you think, yeah, that's it. It's one of those emotional things, isn't it? Well, I don't think it was for Chris, actually. I'm so, I think, yeah. <laughs> Nothing emotional about mine. No. <laughs> well, I actually, I forgot to mention it before um, when we were talking about doing the strategy and who's going to be your customers. Mm. Um it sort of ties in with the business name and with what you mentioned earlier, which is a mission statement. Mm. 
Mm. Now, people normally glaze over when you mention the mission statements because they feel like it's a bit of a buzzword that nobody's really bothered about. But actually, it is exactly what you described. So I've got Google's mission statement here, Uh. which I think is a perfect example of what a mission statement should be, Mm. bearing in mind what you mentioned about who's your customer and what you're trying Mm. to do. So Google's is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Yeah. That's it. Mm. It it is a succinct description of exactly what it is. And what I always say to my clients is whatever you're trying to do from a marketing perspective and actually from a wider business perspective, you should always ask yourself the question, is it consistent with that? that description that statement yeah. that you've made if it's not then you're going off piste and if you're going off piste mm. then it's either you're creating a new arm for your business yeah or you're going you're going off on a, a tangent yeah, and it might not be true. the best no no good advice yeah um then sorry chris no it's all right it's okay you sure go on i was going to disagree <laughs> love it oh God, what to see sorry i'll turn his mic down for this bit <laughs> The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk so, Chris, tell me, tell me why I'm wrong, because well, I never am. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen so many pretentious mission statements that don't mean anything. That you know, when when I came to the bit on my uh, <clears throat> on my business plan that said complete your mission statement, I just struck it through because I thought. <clears throat> What 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 is the point of being uh, of joining in with the rest and being totally totally pretentious? <laughs> We've got, for instance, Avon's mission statement: two hundred and forty nine words that cover everything from surpassing comp- competitors to increasing shareholder value and fighting breast cancer. I mean, this is Avon. Um, they, they 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 can't take on the world. Their mission statement is should surely be to make people look more attractive. Or uh... I agree, I agree, and you've hit the nail on the head there because that's an example of possibly a bad one as mm. against a good one. So Apple's is to bring the best user experience to its customers through innovative hardware, software, and services. So I I worked with a charity uh, not so long ago. And I said to them, right, what is it you're trying to achieve? And they said, well, we want to raise awareness of this condition. We want to raise some money to contribute towards the research and medical treatment for that condition. Mm. But we also need to raise some money for a particular individual in order to improve their their quality of life and ultimately to take off the financial pressures that they experience so that they can spend more time with their family. Mm. And I said, that well, that's great. That is essentially your mission statement. Whenever you go and do something, so if someone asks you to go to a particular event or if they ask you to advertise somewhere, you've got to ask your, yourself, does it answer that question? Mm. Does it solve those problems? Because if the answer is no, you shouldn't be doing it. Does it improve the quality of life? Mm. Does it generate money? Does it, does it raise awareness? Because if it doesn't do those three things, then actually you're not 
get near your goal, are you? No, and you know, I I think that it's actually I think we've opened a bit of a can of worms there, really, because I I think what happens sometimes when companies sit down with uh, you know we need to create a, a mission statement because this is part of our tick list and this is i'm not talking about small business owners here by the way talking about bigger organizations and it's we we need you know we need this mission statement and i'm not altogether sure that they get the any advice on it um it's maybe a group of people sitting around a table think well this sounds good what do you think so i i, I absolutely um Take that on board myself massively, actually. It's, it's yeah. supposed to be a guide yeah. of what you're trying to do. It's yeah. not about using silly buzzwords to make no. it say, like, we're, our, our, our aim is to do something and you're throwing a load of stupid buzzwords. It absolutely is no. not supposed yeah. to be that. And quite often, as the example is that you gave there, Chris, yeah. it gets lost in doing that yeah. when actually it should be like the Google and the Apple one, which is just as succinct. Mm. This is what we're here to do. Yeah. And if we're not doing that, then we're not sticking to what we're the purpose of which we're here. So I think the moral of the story is there is, you know, bring back the mission statement really and, and review it is, is the uh, thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you've got the logo, you want to get all the basic essentials. So get your banners on your social media pages and get them set set up so you can start doing the things that Chris mentioned of making sure you've got a bit of a, a history that people can go and scroll through and find out a bit more about your business. Get some business cards because you're going to need them. Absolutely. Get an email signature to go on your now yes. domain domain accurate email address because again that looks all professional yeah. and none of these things cost a huge amount of money but what you're actually doing is giving the impression you're more established and more professional and you're a bigger outfit than perhaps you might be which yeah. is going to speed up that whole new client it gives curve. you confidence doesn't it as well and it also helps you with your identity doesn't it i think when when everything feels professional and right definitely and i think it's probably a good place to add there that there are um startup support programs aren't there as well so i think that you know we shouldn't you know, people should seek those out because they're certainly uh, you know most sort of areas have them that you can you can get advice and you know a lot of it is free uh enterprise programs and things like that so it's definitely well worth looking around what's in your area because there are you know there are some there is some free support there with business plans and stuff like that and not everyone can own a, not not everyone can have a website straight away because they might no. not be able to afford it. Mm. So the other thing I would say is just get a holding page up. Yeah. Now it's very simple to do, or it will cost very little to ask a web designer <laughs> to mm. do it for you, and it can then sit there to act as that again additional credibility check even though you haven't got a live site, because at least you send somebody to it. There's nothing worse than having a domain name. People then checking out your website only to go to one of those weird, it's not yet being allocated pages yeah. that just looks, yeah. they're really odd. Yeah. That, that, that's a real turn off for me. Yeah. Holding pages is essential in those circumstances. Mm. Absolutely. But everything you, you've, you've just described is, it's building the brand, isn't it? It's yeah. the, the baby steps to going towards building the overall the overall um, yeah. tone of your company, the personality of your company, which we've discussed in previous previous podcasts. Absolutely, and I've, I've kind of tried to do it in the order that I've always tried to do it in because in the past, sometimes you might have done one thing and then realised, yes. oh, bugger, and then had to go back to yeah. redo something else. Whereas if you kind of do it in that order, yeah, you, should, you should be okay. Mm. The final thing, which is a bit of a business advice as much as it is a, 
uh, a marketing piece of advice is register if you're in the UK register with mm. the the ICO the information commissioner's mm. office so that because you will be controlling and passing and and processing data and in this country it's illegal not to have a certificate i think it costs about 40 quid yeah it, does, it lasts yeah. for a year you've got to renew it each year mm. what it means is when people start passing you their data and information as clients not mm. only you're not breaking the law but it gives you better ability to then start putting a marketing plan mm. in place to tap back into your existing client market yeah I, and I, I think that's a really good point to raise that because I, I do think that's something that is perhaps overlooked uh, it's probably not advised as often as it should be really mm. Uh, so have we got any examples of things that when we always like to start with the dull, the, <laughs> sorry, the doldrum uh, examples? Have we got examples of something that we did first time round that went a bit skew with? Um, yeah, oh, I could definitely. Yeah, I think I'm a, a big. Um, what did you say then? You were, you were so confident in saying, "Oh yes, I can, I can come up with a raft." Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I sort of create a lot of my materials, and and I do spend a fair bit of time, obviously, writing them. And and I'm a bit of a, oh god, I don't want to say perfectionist, but I do, yeah, like, like most of us, you trawl through it and you rewrite it. Whatever. Anyway, that the point being is, is. You just need to have something to get out there with, really. I think we can go over and over and over things. And uh, at the start, I certainly was, you know, aiming for perfect in my first uh, workshop, if you like. And uh, and then you just end up sort of prolonging things a bit. And then you think, actually, goes back to what I said before. Unless you actually physically go out there and present it to somebody and get constructive feedback, then you're not actually moving forward at all. No. So I think the point, yes. Don't you know? Don't go for perfect because actually, what is is perfect? Go for what you believe it should look like. Get it out there, and then work from there. Um, I I wish I'd sort of done that a bit quicker. I do it now, but less wish... procrastination. <laughs> well, yeah. Interestingly, that's one of the topics I cover in my ten ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> she's done it, Henke. I know. I'm embarrassed. Uh, not as embarrassed as I am. Not. <laughs> So, Chris, have you got a horror story for us? Only only one that I've mentioned before, and that was um, uh, I wasted wasted five days trying to trying to build a website, uh, not having any remote qualifications or background in being able to do so. Before I realised, let's cut my losses and and get uh, get a professional involved. That was uh, I, I I know we. We we have covered this before in do it yourself marketing, but but if ever there was something that needs done by a, a professional, it, it, if you if you really aren't uh, tech savvy, uh, get the website done by by a professional because yeah. um, it, it'll look as though you've put it together with a knife and fork if uh, <laughs> if you don't. Oh dear! I've got one. Oh, go on. So when when I first set up my law firm website i got stung heavily by the website guy so he he charged me two and a half thousand pounds for a five page website gosh which now doing websites i know is an absolute outrage Mm. and it was a a custom built one so 
in English, what that means is they build it in a way where every time you need a new full stop or you need to change the price mm. on it or you want to change an image, they charge yeah. you £50 an hour for doing <gasps> that change. And the alternative option was a website which I could then amend myself, which might be a, a WordPress type site. Yeah. WordPress type site, yeah. and because because I'd never had to build a website before, this is going back to two thousand and ten. Might even thought it was two thousand and ten, and I wasn't particularly au fait with websites and the how to construct them. He quoted a price that was more expensive for a WordPress site than it was for. Um, building uh, it bespoke obviously with the intention of trying to steer me down the yeah build it bespoke because mm. it's a bit more cost effective um not realizing or for me not then realizing mm. the amount of extra money you'd pay and the, yeah. the ultimate restrictions that i would face in having to not be able to do anything with that website without having to pay more 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 money yeah. as a new business which wasn't necessarily something that i had the luxury of being able to do and I think I got rid of that site about 18 months after mm. it being built for a WordPress site, which I then went on to change a couple more times, but at least I had the ability to yeah. do yes. it. Yeah. Whereas that first yeah. one. So I guess the morals of the story there are use people you trust. Yeah. And I'm not saying for a second that this individual company was being dishonest, but I didn't particularly know them. They came recommended to me, but not from any personal experience as such. No. Um, and as a result of that, they clearly sold me a product that made them a nice wad of cash as opposed to a product that realistically I probably needed. Yeah. Uh, whereas you will tend to get that from people you, yeah. you trust because they've yeah. got your, your better interests at, yeah. at heart. It's short-term thinking that as well, isn't it? You, uh, I, I, if I'd been in their shoes, I'd have wanted to build a long-term relationship with, with you, the customer. Uh, Absolutely, I think that's probably how the three of us feel about. Well, our, yeah, no, our definitely. So, good, good point there, really, though, Mark. So, if you, if if I was, you know, starting my business and I, I was uh, looking to have my website built, obviously, I would come to you. But uh, what questions would would they you need to go armed with? Because I think that's the risk sometimes, isn't it? You don't, you only know what you know. <laughs> so, what yeah. things should should people ask? What are you going to use it for? Yeah, is it just to act as confirmation of what you do so that if people come across you online or if they click on a link in your social media post and take you to that page is it just to verify the information and the product and your branding because if it is you don't want to be paying a shed load of money because realistically how much work are you going to get from it yeah. just being what, what we call in the trade a brochure website mm. it is just a an electronic version of a, a brochure yeah. are you selling things if you're selling things, what are you selling? How many products? How many variations of those products? So are you selling five different styles of shoe? And if you are, how many sizes of each of those mm. shoes is there going to be? Yep. So you ask just basic questions of how much money you're hoping to generate from this site because for me, that's really relevant. And we'll do a uh, we'll do a specific show on websites. Yeah, so I won't get too bogged down into the no. details. But it's asking questions like that to make sure that you're selling them something that they're going to be able to use and get value for money yeah. for. I think there's one simple question that uh, certainly I, I ask, and it's, will I own the website? Yeah. Mm. Um, and, you know, very often you you, you you want to be able to own the website so that it it is yours. It's not one of these off-the-shelf ones which you never quite own. 
won't name some of the companies because uh, uh, it, it could could be an issue. But uh, some some of the one big directory company offers offers websites, but you never actually own it. Mm. And uh, you need to be able to make your own your own alterations. How, uh, just have the website as yours. With not be beholden to other people to use your phrase to to charge eighty five pound to put a full stop in because it's uh, it's needed. Look, it's gone up in the last five minutes. It was, it was, was it fifty <laughs> before? Sorry, that's inflation, that's inflation for, for you. you. It's bre- it probably it would bre- be eighty five now it's though. Brexit. <laughs> Um, well, actually tying into that, and mm. we'll put it in a link in the show notes, something like LastPass is a great way of keeping all your login details and yes. your domains. And the reason why I say that is because when you set up as a new business, there will be billions of new accounts that you have to yeah. set up. Mm. And to What's take, that? That to, take <laughs> to take great, uh, sorry, to take Chris's great point, keep control of everything. So mm. buy your domain, but buy your domain on your account with your login details Mm. and if you don't know how to do that ask somebody who does who can set up that account for you because if you fall out with the person who builds your website and Mm. they've got hold of your domain then you've got the issue of having to ask them for the domain get them to transfer it over they may or may not be cooperative if they've gone out of business it might not be feasible whatsoever in order to do it it just when you when you get a website get your login details for the website you might never have any intention whatsoever of ever going into the back end of your site however the next person that you get to do the site for you if it's different from the original company um, can get in and do what they need to do this yeah. this this is the problem people are too either trustworthy or too lackadaisical about making sure that they keep absolute control over everything because it then comes with you rather than you having to go back to the original people so when you get a new logo get all the artwork for it so mm-hmm. get the vector yeah, yeah. file because then when you go to your next graphic designer because you fill out with your your, your existing mm-hmm. one obviously that wouldn't happen with funky vibes uh but <laughs> but if you do you've got everything mm-hmm. that they need without them having to either contact or having to redraw it at extra expense yeah. it, it just it just makes life so much easier for you i think there's a good thing actually that um the the, the tick list of things that you need to to have really and as you say are in your control would be a, a good one wouldn't it because you don't really as, as you're moving forward you or oh, yeah i've got to buy this got to do that and naturally as you say it's keeping it all to hand and knowing that it's accessible to you when you need it all good all good advice i wish it i'd is. have known you back then that would have been helpful <laughs> well, well the, these are all learning curves aren't they yeah. which is kind of the point of this show we, we what about positives what what positive stories do you have about your new business is there anything that you either accidentally stumbled across or found out about or already knew and were able to do it really really well first time round hmm I, I yeah I, I think I would probably just go back to what I said earlier about the market research bit I think for me that was the 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 bit that was successful and it sort of always planned to do it so without repeating the story I think that's that was for me the and still continues to be the success bit of you're not going to please everybody, but at least if you're talking to the right people and getting the right feedback, then um, you know you're heading in the right direction. So that would what be about me. you, Chris? Well, with the benefit of hindsight, it, it was the advice I took about creating a history before I'd started. Yeah. You know, getting the, uh, getting the social media posts out where 
having the having already established the the logo that was going to be on the website but the website was being built getting some uniformity in there and um and yeah not looking as though i'd just started when i'd just started yeah yeah well Mm -hmm. i think mine ties into that as well which was it was the g suite account that was probably the best thing that I was introduced to by the then IT company was setting up the infrastructure for Vantage mm. and um, they they put G Suite in place without me necessarily understanding what it was but as soon as I got stuck into it um, mm. I quickly realised it was so easy to use and again it gave that perception that you were bigger than you thought you were so if I had a client I could have uh, for example, my marketing guy at VantageLaw.co.uk, and instantly you thought that you had this this specific email address that you could send all your queries, all your instructions, all of your problems to us, and it would go to your team, and it would be dealt with with yes. your team. Yeah. And actually, what I could then do is redirect that email to anyone mm. in my in my team, so that if, for example, I got an extra member of staff, I could just redirect that email to mm. them, and and so. Customers suddenly felt like they were there was you going that extra mile to yeah. secure. Well, clever stuff, yeah. isn't it? It's really mm. clever stuff, and so I was, I was very appreciative of them for doing yeah. that. Yeah, I think there there is another aspect of when you're starting up, and it's um, it's it's keeping on top of the budget because everybody wants a little bit, don't mm, they? And it might be ten pound a month here, eight pound a month there, fifteen pound a month there. Before you know it, you know these mm. all, all these little subscriptions to things that you regard as being pretty vital. They all add up. Mm. So keep keep on top of the budget, the startup process. And I think that's probably one of the things that I did do successfully when I when I first started. And as I you know as as I got customers and or clients and uh, and was able to uh, to relax the purse strings a bit, then uh, then I did so. But not until then. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. What key things, so going back to your area of specialty, Chris, um, with social media, what topics, what features, what parts of your business would you be focusing on as a new business to try and get a message out, to try and raise your profile? Well, the one thing you never have when you when you start a business up is um, is a following. So first and foremost, um, develop the, let's say, well, to, to, to take my my particular case, I developed a huge Twitter following quite quickly, and that was simply by following a lot of other local businesses. And in those days, 40% of them would follow you back. It's less now, because we're all that bit more savvy. But but then it was 40%. So I quickly built up a, a, a quite a decent following there. A little bit more difficult with uh, Facebook, 
and with LinkedIn, I had to, I had to lose quite a, a hefty proportion of my um, my connections because they were no longer relevant to the to the consultancy that I'd uh, mm. that I'd launched. So it was building those back up again, and uh, and having having somebody relevant to talk to then, knowing that when I was posting. I had in mind who I was posting to. Yeah, it's pretty um, important, isn't it? And I think mm-hmm. that all goes back to what you said originally, Elaine, at the very beginning, and that's knowing your customer mm. um, and having them in mind when you're writing because you will write to that customer if you've got them in mind, which yeah. is Yeah, um, and that's the risk, important. isn't it, when you haven't got a person or a, you know, say person loosely uh in mind you're trying to do something that's generic and it's not then hitting anyone is it no, it's just trying no. to you know reach out to whoever and goes into the ether then really so, so mm. your advice for a new business from a sale a sales perspective is try and be specific at who you're targeting at the outset yeah I, I totally and it it's the, all the pieces of the puzzle put, come together really but yeah and you know we we, we know that the, it flips from marketing to sales but you know ultimately it's it's who identifying who you are and who you want to be and this obviously on the mission statement sits in there doesn't it as well um and who is it that you're appealing to and what outcomes are you able to provide for those so sometimes the you know your outcome becomes comes before the who in a way because you think well I know I can help people with this now I need to look at who these people are that who are looking for this outcome and then finding out where they they're hanging out is uh is key um I always get people to write a list of the problems they solve and it actually can be quick be quite painful for people to write that list and say I don't think I solve problems for people well you do let's let's dig into that so you know that's in itself is a really good exercise because people buy for an outcome so what outcome is it that you're helping them with and who is it is looking for that outcome so they're they're the real so that's the start of it really get that bit right because if you don't get that bit right uh you know the whole marketing bit will be falling uh, on the wrong ears um, or just getting lost so get that bit right first is key and I guess uh, you've mentioned it before about feedback yeah is there any tips or systems or software that you can use or even are there any particular types of documents people can come up with that can help them get that feedback accurately and easily so that they can build on that build on it i mean yeah i did it quite simply really a lot of the stuff i did was face to face so obviously that was pretty easy but uh, you know did do a facebook group so i got sort of invited a select group of people into a group and i did um then did a polls in there and, and different questions and i think that that's again goes back to be specific with your questions what is it that you're wanting to find out because if you do loose questions you're going to get a whole load of stuff that it's actually not that relevant. So what is it you want to know the answer to? And you might do it in three batches of questions. So so you being very clear on, uh, I want to know whether this is right, this particular section. So you ask questions around those things and then you might go back and ask further questions. So you, you, you're getting relevant stuff that you can do something with. And that said, if you don't have the right people in your group, then some of that feedback is just, is going to you know be skewed, isn't it? So it goes back to... Mm-hmm. Are those people who I'm asking the questions of, um, are they people who potentially would buy my product? Mm. And, and yeah. feedback-wise, um, Facebook 
business pages and LinkedIn profiles and even Google allow for testimonials to be given by people. Is there a particular way in which you would suggest people try and direct traffic there so they can do that? And is there anyone you particularly think is more useful or does it depend on the business? Yeah, that does depend on the business. They're all very different sorts of feedback vehicles, aren't they? Google can can be quite brutal because somebody can leave you a one-star rating on, on Google who's never actually done business with you. They've just got malicious intent. Mm. And I had that with a client of mine who, um, who had a dis- disenchanted former employee who put a one-star rating and some really critical uh, mm. critical feedback so sad, on that. Mm. And that there's there's not an awful lot that can be done about it other than burying it with uh, with good stuff mm. encouraging people to to put five-star reviews on there if they're happy customers obviously. So Google is Google can be, can be quite brutal. With LinkedIn, testimonials are great and not only are they great you have the choice as to whether or not you uh, you publish that testimonial because Elaine might give me a, a testimonial for for some work I've done for her but I can choose whether or not it goes on to uh, mm. onto my LinkedIn page Facebook uh, is somewhere between between the two mm. so uh, d- different sorts of vehicles but but vital vital to get that feedback. It is because Google's very useful for SEO purposes, isn't it? Yes. Facebook's great for if most of your clients tend to come and come across you and find you on Facebook, that's always mm. a good place to make sure they go. It depends where your audiences tend to find you, doesn't it, really? Mm, Absolutely, true. yes. yes. Yeah. And I think with Facebook as well, if you do get those sorts of uh, malicious reviews, you can ask for them to be... You removed can. although it's a bit like pulling teeth it does yeah. take a long time yeah <laughs> I, I do know but it's only from knowing people who've had to deal with that and it's, they don't make it particularly simple no. for the poor no, buggers no, no. all right cool and um, have we got any other tips that we have for for new businesses well, i think we've covered most things i had in mind i think I, th- I think my sort of over overarch of it really is is don't feel that you're alone on this journey because there's lots of people out there who can help you and there's lots of people who've been on the journey and can give you some um, pearls of wisdom. I do always say to people, though, you know, if you're asking for people's views, make sure that they're they're, they're well informed views, not someone who's just got a bit of a, a an opinion that and they've never done it. Um, so, but definitely and. Look, tap into those places out there that can perhaps give you some free support as well. There's, there's plenty of them. Yeah, grants and, yeah, and exactly. support and body. Yeah. Chris? Be visible. Uh, I, I said it earlier, but get out there. Just walk the walk and then find people to talk the talk to. Um, mm. And... The, the confidence will come through. Paint that smile on if you're in a networking <laughs> situation, whether you feel confident or not. It, it's worth... Uh, a, a smile goes a long way with uh, with new when you're meeting new people. So, and ask them, ask them what, what their business is. Everyone's keen to talk about their own business and they'll ask you. So yeah. you can get into it quite quickly, mm-hmm. but be visible, be social. Yeah. I think for me, the most important one... Uh, would be building your network. Mm. We've mentioned it. One of the probably the most 
useful things that I found when I first started out was when I went to a networking meeting and I started to meet people within the fields of the services which I actually needed but didn't necessarily realize I needed mm. and as you build those those trust relationships yeah. they will give you that advice and they will make sure you get what's best for you mm. as opposed to dipping into a an unknown marketplace um, and getting stung which is some of the examples we've given before where things haven't quite worked out well i now have a nice network of people where pretty much most things i will need on a day-to-day basis i have someone i know and who i can rely on and who's been thoroughly vetted and if i'd have had that or had been able to build that up a bit quicker when it first set out. Yep. You could have probably, I could have probably save yeah. myself loads of money and loads of time and loads of headache. Yeah, it's, and you, you're absolutely right. It's 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 good to get recommendations from people who've who've used, particularly if you, you're working locally, isn't it? Get some recommendations of people who've worked with someone who perhaps did your website or or whoever, so you know that some of these people are tried and tested because it is hard when you're just going out there. You don't know, do you? you haven't got those. Um, you know recommend so yeah oh good good topic so that's new businesses uh we've covered that we won't have covered everything and if we've forgotten anything send us an email gofish at the podstation.co.uk post us a comment on go underscore fish marketing on all our social media pages if you've enjoyed this uh show then go on to the various platforms where you can find our show you can subscribe to us so it'll automatically drop onto your devices Um, And you can also give us a five-star review. That helps us get up the charts and become a bit more visible. Um, All of the links to all of the different platforms can be found on uh, www.thepodstation.co.uk forward slash go fish. Now, next show, Mm. we're going to... So, Elaine has been shamelessly plugging her new product, (laughs) which is called Water Lane, because you didn't mention it. Oh, right. Did I not mention the name? All right. It's 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions. And it's all... It's it's a program that's geared around um, supporting non-salesy people. So, all those accidental salespeople out there who think, where do we start with the sales process? People talk about it. I don't know what to do. So, it's that framework that helps you make those decisions as we'll put the link in the show notes so elaine has had a fabulous plug for that <laughs> uh the last show i got to bang on incessantly about all the stuff that i like and enjoy uh, so we felt it only fair that the next show we give chris an opportunity to show off his fabulous skill sets so our next topics are going to be linkedin chris are you Indeed, going to be able yeah. to sleep between now and then with excitement um, i'm already excited as you can tell from my voice um no, i'm looking forward to that so um, if you have any questions that particularly perplex you about the whole LinkedIn universe, then send us those on the email on social media because we will try and address them. We'll either include them or give you a special mention on the show um, because obviously it's a chance for you to pick old Chris's brain. Less of the old. Less of the old. <laughs> and, and no question is a daft question because let me tell you, on behalf of... Um, all the people out there, I will be asking Chris some questions as well, which I'll uh, I'll be waiting for the answer to because I uh, I'm a, I'm not an expert on LinkedIn by any stretch, so I'll be very interested myself. I'm sure we'll get some great info. The man has a wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. So that's going to be our next show. So make sure you tune in. Um, I think that's everything for that now, is. though, guys, isn't it? It is. Right, let's, go and eat, let's go and eat some more custard donuts. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.